I'm Caleb Kid Coy, Epic Legacy Hero Builder, and I'd like to welcome you to Living Like a Bank. Along with myself, you'll hear from other successful experts and people who are busy serving and empowering many lives. You'll see how we're showing others to become debt-free in record time as they build economic discipline while generating a bulletproof family legacy revenue stream together. We'll learn how to live and operate just like the banks do. Hey, what's going on, ladies and gents, and welcome back to Business Book Club, an extension of the Living Like a Bank podcast. As always, I'm Caleb Kid Coy, your alchemized slayer of mediocrity, heroic family legacy builder, and your host for today. Joined to discuss the 48 Laws of Power by Robert Greene with me today, Mr. Chris McFarland. Chris, what's going on, brother? Just thinking about power and what that means in a social context. Mm, interesting. Well, we're about to have some fun with uh, law number 10 here. Infection. Avoid the unhappy and unlucky. Now, you can die from someone else's misery. Some food for thought there. Emotional states are as infectious as diseases. You may feel you're helping the drowning man, but you're only precipitating your own disaster. The unfortunate sometimes draw misfortune on themselves and they will also draw it on you. Associate with the happy and fortunate instead. Uh, we probably don't have any real life examples here, Chris, do we? Well, um, I, I immediately think of a pop culture reference. Uh, a, lot oh boy, of people, <laughs> a lot of people have seen the, the Yellowstone TV show and uh, probably most people have seen Yellowstone, have seen the spinoffs with uh, 1893 and, uh, and 1923. And uh, I can't remember, honestly, which of the two it was. But there was a scene in there where they're crossing a, a river uh, and somebody falls into the river. And, uh, and, and this one character wants to go try and save the person who's drowning. And her mom grabs her and is like, no, no, you're going to die. If, if you go try and save her, she's going to drag you down and you're going to die too. And you're both going to die. And I think that's kind of what we're talking about here, right? Like It is. Some, sometimes you just can't save the drowning person, especially like in that show, if they're wearing a, a, a 10 pound petticoat dress or something in the middle of a <laughs> the raging Missouri River or something. You know? Yeah. Well, and emotions are a powerful thing. And as somebody who is an empath, I've experienced this more than once, right? Wanting to help someone, wanting to you know rescue someone from their own uh, stinking thinking, if you will, or negative state of mind. And right. you know, whether, it's, whether it's suicide, whether it's just, you know, lack and limiting beliefs, we tend to position ourselves to want to help people. But sadly, right, that state of mind is often more infectious than maybe the positive or the encouraging state of mind that we're trying to pass on. I mean, we talk about these physical examples, right? The drowning man, the drowning woman. But emotions and states of mind are extraordinarily powerful thing. And I love the psychology that Green digs into on this. You want to expound on some of these examples? Um, well, uh, the, uh, the, the one that he did. Okay, we got Cassius on the we screen. We got Cassius here, yep. Um, so, uh, yeah, with, with, with Cassius, um, you, you, want to set this, you want to set the stage for uh, the Cassius story? Sure, sure. So Jan has a lean and hungry look. He thinks too much. I do not know the man I should avoid as soon as that spare Cassius. Such men as he never at heart's ease while they behold a greater than themselves 
and therefore are they very dangerous. Julius Caesar, a.k.a. William Shakespeare, 1564 to 1616. So, interesting story here. There's, there's a great version of the Julius Caesar play on Audible, by the way. I just list, had the pleasure of listening to you recently. Ah. Um, and and it's, it's a great story for those who don't know it. Uh, the, the, the super quick uh, summary of it is it's really about Brutus, not Julius Caesar. Sorry mm-hmm. for the plot spoiler. Um, but Brutus was named as the first proconsul instead of this guy that we're talking about, Cassius. And Cassius was, uh, what, what's the phrase they say these days? Jelly? Jelly? Je- je- jelly gel. Je- they mean jealous, right? They're envious. Uh, they're, they're like I, I called my, when I was at uh, Michael and I went to uh, Broncos training camp the other day and uh, I called uh, I called my other buddy uh, and, and I'll, I'll admit I uh, I did call him mostly to make him jealous <laughs> and have him call me back later. No. Um, you know, but he would have done the same thing to me, buddy stuff. Right. But, uh, I, you know, he, he told me later, like he was like, oh, man, I'm I'm. I'm pretty jelly jelly, you know, that you're there, you know? So I, I don't know people say that. Uh, uh, and somebody else told me that recently too, but Cassius was jealous, right? Let's just say it the, the normal way. Yep. He was envious and, and he wasn't content just being envious. He was a plotter and a schemer and a, uh, like they called Winston Churchill a thruster, right? Mm. <laughs> he was a thruster, you know? Yep. Uh, and he, and it worked. He, he even, he even, um, what's our word today? What's the word for the day? Infected. Infected. Brutus, right? Because yep. even if, even if you don't know the story of Julius Caesar, and even if you only half read it once in your sophomore year of high school, everybody knows the line, e tu brute, right? That's the one line everybody knows. Even you, Brutus? Because Brutus was like a son to Caesar. I should just say very quickly in context, uh, if you haven't carefully studied the classics or Roman history, in Roman society, it was very common and very typical for uh, well-established adult grown men to adopt other younger but also grown men as their, quote, sons to pass on their legacy uh, more often than necessarily their biological sons. Um, Augustus Caesar and Julius Caesar being a classic example. There you go. There you go. Well, some interesting dynamics there. And um, do you want to talk about uh, Lola at all here and uh, the, Ooh, the, the epic seductress? <laughs> well, that's another that's another rock and roll song, right? Uh, <laughs> la, la, la. Or no, is that Layla? Lola, Layla, something like that. But, <laughs> Layla, that's right. The, the, the original Lola Montez, uh, there's also a Lolo, Lolo, Lola, like Cheap Trick or something. And it doesn't matter. Skip the rock so, and roll. Stop definitely, while you're ahead, man. <laughs> definitely skip me singing. Uh, but anyway, uh, Lola Montez was like, um, gosh, man, she was, and I'm not talking the comic book character, but she was the Black Widow, right? She, she had the touch of death. Literally. <laughs> so without without going through all of the stories, it's probably not even worth going through all the stories. But basically, she laid waste to a whole series of guys that she sort of seduced and, and laid waste to, including the king of like Bavaria or something, right? Like, right, right. <laughs> And it wasn't just the man that she infected. It was like all the people around that man she infected. And Robert Greene is very careful to point out that this dynamic has nothing to do with women per se. Exactly. It's a type of character. So he gives an example of Lola Martez, but he also gives an example of um, uh, Talleyrand and how Talleyrand affected Napoleon. So I do want to be careful to say that this is not uh, uh, he's, Green specifically says 
it's not gender specific. Michael. Yeah, and I was going to say it, it, it. It's not gender specific. It, and, and what it's about is is it's about putting yourself together professionally or putting yourself in your in in what you would be doing in your power relationships in your life, and and aligning yourself with someone who brings you down, basically, who someone by their their qualities kind of you know diminish your power. Um, and yes, it, it is not gender specific because I'll I'll give a great. You know, it's what I'm here for. Pop culture example in the real world of, you know, uh, oh, shoot, uh, name just left my brain. Um, uh, Mission Impossible. Uh, Tom Cruise. Cruise. Um, literally, the name left my brain as soon as I started talking about it. Um, Tom Cruise, extremely powerful actor, very popular in the movies and everything. But in his personal life, problematic. You know, in, in his personal life has things that that bring him down or, or make him controversial in the public. And over the course of his career, he has had several high profile marriages and women allied with him who you would hope or think it would bring up their careers by being together with Tom Cruise, the big, powerful movie star. But because of the more problematic aspects of his life, it has actually diminished their, mm-hmm. their careers. And in some cases, by getting away from him, their careers got better, you know, and in some cases, just getting away from him, just let them go back to a normal life, you know, that, that basically, you know, allowed them to not necessarily accelerate their careers, but at least not keep bringing it down, like being together with him was he in that respect, even though he in his professional life has extreme power in his personal life, has the capacity to bring other partners down, you know, in their level. So, you know, so getting away from him has actually helped them in their careers. Mm-hmm. Great example. Great example. So uh, we, we're not talking about COVID here, but we can get infected socially. And I guess what we're really talking about here is how to watch out for that and how to be aware of that and how to avoid that. And um, so I, that, that's really, for me, the takeaway from this, because some of these keys to power, I, like I don't see any way proactively where you would use this to enhance your own power. And I don't see Green talking about that or giving any examples of that. I think this is very much a warning, like Michael said. Yeah, without a doubt. And anyone seeking progressive transformation or growth, I know, especially in my early years, right, exercising self-determination, things like that, you have to disassociate. You have to let go of certain people who don't share those pursuits or those beliefs. Michael? Yeah, I was just going to say, this isn't unusual in terms of the chapters, in terms of the laws. I mean, in that this one, he's, he's pretty clear cut and we'll get to that in the reversal. But yeah, as you said, there's no there's no upside to this one. It, it is it is purely 100 percent a caution. It is that, you know, putting yourself in a position where you are tied to someone who can bring you down, you know, will always bring you down. There, there There's no upside to it. Um, I'm going to be extremely circumspect and cautious and kind of really hope that that you know here's a negative but i really hope that people that i'm 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 working with don't don't watch this but um but there's someone who i work with who they are i'm going to i'm going to keep the genders out cuz that'll help um they are an extremely capable individual and and they are someone who other people want to work with but they have a habit of continuing to combine themselves with or put themselves next to people who are not people mm-hmm. people who other people know are ineffective who don't work well who who are not capable and and it's bringing this other person down and and I keep hoping against hope that this person's going to figure that out eventually right. you know because I've seen them do it at least 
twice in the current project that we're on. And it's like, I keep hoping that they're going to wise up and say, okay, I need to stop putting my power next to people who are, who are making me look bad, you know, right. because they are an extremely capable person who, who shouldn't be brought down by that. You know? Right. Yep. Great example, Michael. And talking about the keys to power, those misfortunates among us who've been brought down by circumstance beyond their control deserve all the help and sympathy we can give them. But there are others who are not born to misfortune or unhappiness, but who draw it upon themselves by their destructive actions and unsettling effects on others. Now, it would be a great thing if we could raise them up, change their patterns, but more often than not, it is their patterns that end up getting inside and changing us. The reason is simple. Humans are extremely susceptible to moods, emotions, and even the ways of thinking of those who they spend their time with. I think that summed it up pretty well, Chris, huh? Yeah, I'm just thinking of um, a, a, a famous expression, uh, and I, I despise the New England Patriots. I'm a Denver Broncos <laughs> fan, but I have to I have to admire their coach in some aspects. So uh, it's, it's hard for me to say, but that actually gives it more power, I think, because uh, as a Broncos fan, I'm going to quote the New England uh, coach, and they have this great expression, do your job. Now, let me explain that just a little bit. Mm -hmm. In football or in a lot of team sports, if you're trying to cover for the, the, the guy or gal next to you, it's going to be a problem because now mm -hmm. you're leaving your gap open. Right. <laughs> That's true. You got to trust the, the person, the teammate next to you to be doing their job correctly. And you got to be doing your job correctly. And so putting that back in a social context, when we're trying to save other people, we're kind of getting out of our lane, right? Mm -hmm. We, we, we got to, and, and going back to like, um, for more on this, you could go back and look at our last podcast before this one, but leading by example, right? And, and I think in most contexts, whether we're talking about a parent or a manager or a coach or a team leader or, uh, or in any kind of social context, right? The best thing we can do is like lead by example and not try and fix people. And I think a lot of times people who are bright and capable have the delusion that we can fix people. Mm -hmm. I, I know personally I've been guilty of that. And I'm what did you just call me? Oh, okay. <laughs> right. Or, or what did you just call yourself? <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I, I think a lot of us who are that type of person who want to be leaders, sometimes we, we do want to do that. we got another producer popping. Yeah, I just you're, you're bringing it into the sports context definitely made me think of it. I mean, to boil it down into its simplest component sentence, you're only as strong as your weakest link. There you go. Exactly. Great, great common expression, but that really brings it home, right? There you go. Uh, the chain's only as strong as that weakest link, right? That's it. And that's Green, so Green made a, a very strong phrase here in saying there's only one solution to infection. Can you guess what that is, Chris? Quarantine. Run away! Literal <laughs> quarantine is yep. the only only solution to infection. The image is a virus unseen. It enters your pores without warning, spreading silently and slowly. Before you are aware of the infection, it's already deep inside you. So talk about uh, gangrene and poison, man. You know, Caleb, when I was when I was a young boy, um, I was the older brother and I had a younger sister who was about four and a half years younger than me. And most of the time we got along pretty good for the most part. But, you know, we're kids, not always. <laughs> And so sometimes when we weren't getting along, uh, my mom would tell us uh, two things. And, uh, and it's kind of what we're talking about here is like, take your sail out of the wind, hmm. right? Because when otherwise you're going to get infected in the argument and you're just going to get caught up in it. 
and particularly for me, and I'm not really talking about, it's not the fact that I was the brother. That's not the important part. It's the fact that I was four and a half years old is the hmm. important part, right? But but as the older sibling, you know, it, it was on me to be the, the, you know, the older sibling, right? Right. And to, and to take my wind out of the sails and to lead by example, rather than trying to like fix my sister or, or it could have been a brother. It wouldn't, it doesn't matter. Right. But it, it's just that, that thing. And so in any kind of social context, when we're dealing with that, when we're aware that we're starting to possibly get sucked into that infection, that is the only thing we can do is just remove ourselves from it. So in a more modern context, I don't know anybody else's marriage or, or, uh, or life, you know, committed life, long-term love relationship or anything. But for me, I've learned the hard way that, uh, you know, every once in a while, when things start to go sideways, the only good thing to do is to just like remove myself from the situation and sort of count to 10 <laughs> and let things go. a little bit. Right. I mean, you're, you're almost sound like you're saying marriage is actual work, Chris. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> Let's be, let's be realistic here. Let's talk about the reversal a bit, guys. The law admits of no reversal. Its application is universal. There's nothing to be gained by associating with those who infect you with their misery. There is only power and good fortune to be obtained by associating with the fortunate. Ignore this law at your peril. Kind of like the whole, uh, you know, more, more recent law of attraction and why it became so popular, huh? Michael? I just find it interesting because, yeah, 10, 10 laws in, and I believe this is the first one where he said, there's no reversal. This, this, this is, this is, this is a thing, you know, there, there's, there's nothing to be gained for you in your life, in your pursuit of power, in your, in your association with other people and, and how you present yourself in the world to, to combining yourself with people who bring you down like this. So hundred mm percent. -hmm. Chris, any final thoughts on infection and avoiding the unhappy and unlucky? I think it's important to make a mental distinction between like, I just gave an example of my wife who I do not in any way think of as a characteristically like infecting person like Lola Montez. Um, so I think it's important to make a distinction because there are people like Lola Montez who are just like, at least I think it's also like there's different mixes of people too. Right. Mm-hmm. Like not everybody would be toxic to every person per se necessarily. Although maybe someone like Lola Montez, may, maybe I don't know. I I, I have a story that I'm not going to get into uh, that I've mentioned in other podcasts. But we had a terrible, terrible situation in our family uh, with somebody who was a Lola Montez type person. Mm. And and for the record, that person was not a woman. That was a, a male. <laughs> and 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 we had a terrible Lola Montez situation that we finally identified. And it was never ever going to change if we hadn't identified it and cut it out. And yeah, I yeah. guess that's the point of this whole dang chapter. Nope. <laughs> yeah. There are people who they call, I mean, that's the phrase is energy vampire. That those people there are go. out there. There you go. There you energy vampire. That's, there you that's go. a great one liner. Perfect. Perfect. Well guys, we hope you've enjoyed the discussion on law number 10 and infection. Uh, pretty, pretty straightforward stuff right there. As always, make sure you go to livinglikeabank.com. Like, subscribe, follow us, share this uh, fun information with somebody else and you know, make sure others are getting educated and trained on the opportunities that are out there to learn to live and think like a bank and essentially position yourself to build a healthy and strong legacy as we move forward into unpredictable and volatile 
economic times. We're, we're living in a time unlike any other time in history. It's exciting. It's scary. But the best thing that we can do is make preparations and do all that we can to move forward. So guys, we thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time. Take care. Thanks for tuning into the show. Please be sure you subscribe on YouTube for the podcast on anchor.fm and follow me on social media at metalpreneur. If you're ready to talk about building your own bank, use the QR code or go to rebrand.ly slash build a bank. Be sure and join us for the next broadcast as together we learn to live and operate just like the banks do.